I don't think it's fair, Daryl. I think Matthew has his book pre-marked. <laughs> I see tabs and highlights and things of that he, nature. He's right. got you, that whole book memorized. You think just because he made the game, he can... <laughs> no, no, man. No, I don't roll that way. Can we start yelling? Can we start calling him a cheater? Yes, you can call him a cheater name. right from the beginning. <laughs> All right. Our new themes music here uh, has some words for you, so uh, just listen up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night in Fremont. It's time for the CSGCLO After Party! Our guest tonight, game designer Matthew Moore. You may have heard him on before. We've also got on our panel Scott McCarran, coach of the Seattle Majestics. You have heard him before. And we also have on the panel Danielle. I forget your last name already. I'm terrible. That's why Ponch was taking notes. Yeah. And my co-host for the evening. I'm like Madonna. I have one name. Yeah. And my co-host for the evening, his first time, Ponch. Hey. Welcome, everybody. This is the uh, Comedy Sports Podcast. And uh, tonight we're going to do things a little bit different. In the past, we've opened up with a game called uh, Match Game. Um, Tonight, Matthew Moore, our game designer, uh, is going to play, uh, introduce his game called Bring Your Own Book. Matt, would you give us a little rundown on what we're going to uh, experience here? Yeah, I sure will, Ponch. Um, so, yeah, uh, like Ponch was saying, uh, my name's Matthew, uh, and I made a game called Bring Your Own Book, uh, which everyone can go and try out for themselves at bringyourownbook.com. Uh, essentially, the game is about taking text in books out of context, uh, and normally, when you'd play at home, uh, everybody would bring their own book, and it'd play a lot like apples to apples, and, you know, there'd be one person, and they'd take the card off the top and pick one of the prompts, and then they'd be the judge after everybody else looked for things to take out of context from right, their books. Right. But tonight, we're going to do it game show style. We're just going to let Ponch run the whole show. So Ponch is going to be picking prompts, and he's going to be picking his favorites, and uh, whoever is uh, the most favorite gets two points, and whoever's the runner-up favorite gets one point, and we'll see who has the most points at the end of the game. Okay, that's uh, that sounds pretty easy. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and kick this thing and off. I'll be sure. watching the clock, <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll give you guys an example just because I know that some of the people here yeah, on the that panel would be great. Thanks, haven't haven't played yet before. So uh, you get I, no points, by the way, for the example. For the example, are you no sure? Points. I, I, don't, I want all the points. Wait a minute, so, do I get a book? I don't have a book. I need a book. Well, but you're the judge. We're just gonna let you do it. All right. Do you want to? You want to get a book? I'd like a book. Well, you can go get a book. Go, go, go. You tell you what. You over there. Ponch is feeling left right. out. There we go. Now I got, oh, I got <laughs> wow, it my choice. Man, I'm a romance here real quick. Uh, I'm so, going to go with, uh, wow, I like both of these. Uh, I'm going to go with the choice Jesse Ventura. Drew, I'm sorry. Keep Douglas Adams. <laughs> Ponch just chose the biography of Jesse Ventura over the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I feel a little hurt inside. I got got time to bleed, brother. I feel a little hurt outside. So actually, yeah, let's go around and say what books we've got. Ponch, what do you got? Okay, so I'm going to start. I've got I Ain't Got Time to Bleed by Jesse Ventura. All right, I've got uh, Machine of Death, which is an anthology uh, of uh, stories about machines that tell you when you're going to (laughs) die. That's very uplifting. I'm going to follow it up with Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Oh, amazing book. Amazing book. Good, good choice, Coach. Yeah. I've chosen When You Are Engulfed in Flames by David Sedaris, and it's a collection of hilarious short stories. Beautiful. I've got Leaving Cheyenne by Larry McMurray. Uh, I judged a book by its cover. And I got the only one with men in hot air balloons fighting men in spaceships. Uh, Elizabeth Moon's Sporting Chance. And uh, really just the first sentence of the back page sold me. When we last heard from Captain Serrano, cashiered captain of the fleet, he was now the captain of a rich lady's yacht, and her employer, Lady Cecilia, had just captain triumphed over a heinous cabal, a hunting club that used human beings as prey. Wait a minute, isn't that the Book of Mormon? It... Uh, <laughs> it 
There are some similarities. Oh. It's surprising. Strange. Strange. Absolutely. So, okay, so Drew, basically, Drew, Drew so, guide us, or I'm sorry, not Drew, um, Matthew, guide us on this journey. <laughs> it's, it's only because I was so, looking right at Drew, and, and, and he's, he's mesmerizing punch, me with punch, his punch, 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 wait, punch, I, mean, I mean, Matt, no. Yeah. Oh, Matthew, God. sorry. Okay, Mom? So, Mom? Hello? All right, so let's get an example. Right. <laughs> so Ponch is going to give us a prompt, and that right. prompt could be something like, code words passed between secret agents to confirm their identities. And then we'd all have, like, about a minute. Uh, we'll trust Daryl with the timing to go look for that. And so, like, I found one earlier, which is no one uses me. I'm nobody's Judas. Right? And so, like, that would be my selection. And then other people would read their selections and we'd see who had the best code words passed between secret agents. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Now, when you're looking for something to match the prompt, it can be any amount of sequential text. It could be a whole paragraph, though I advise against it. It can be a sentence. It can be half a sentence. And you can ignore punctuation. So if it's a question and you want to turn it into a statement, go ahead. But basically, you're just looking for any amount of sequential text that sounds like that thing. So that was my example. We're not all going to do it, although I can see that you're all doing it right now. Matthew, <laughs> i got to ask you, what in the hell were you thinking when you created this game? <laughs> All right, so, okay, so there's a social media meme, right? You'll see this on, like, Facebook or Twitter, and it'll say, like, turn to page 42 of the nearest book, and the first full sentence describes your love life. Have you guys seen this? Anybody seen this? Yeah. I'm no. sure you no. did. There's the confused look on my face right. give anything away. Yeah, it's like, learn to Facebook, dude. So the, uh, so. <laughs> learn to Facebook, <laughs> So you play that Facebook. Thing. Facebook. It's with an F. So the, uh, not a PH. Um, so the, yeah, the, like I saw that and I was like, that's kind of funny, but it would be funnier if you got to search for what you wanted to say, right? Like sometimes you turn to page 42 and it's like, well, that's a non sequitur. That doesn't help me describe my love life to people at all. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That was the, that was the, the impetus. Was that was, that was riveting, Drew, or Matthew, sorry. <laughs> By the end of the night, man. You should have just went straight to the game. All right. Anyways. Punch. All right. He is a go. consummate <laughs> professional. <laughs> First night, Ponch. Good job. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we Would go. Would this be Matthew. easier for you, Ponch, if we just all answered to Drew? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's start. Tonight, everybody is Drew. Everybody's Drew. Fantastic. Drew. Cool. Drew. All right. Uh, let's go with the first prompt. Now, you've provided me with 22 prompts. Uh, so we're going to start with, uh, at random, yeah, because I don't want you cheating. I see that book you have. It's got some uh, bookmarks in it. It still has bookmarks in it. I think yeah. you should be forced yeah. to so, take so, the bookmarks out. So here's the out. thing. So in the home game, oh, any here's the thing. anytime anybody gets three cards, because normally in the home game you win the card if you got the best one, we all pass our books one to the left. Oh. So we'll just go ahead and shorten it even further. After every three prompts, we'll all pass our books one to the left, so I'm not going to hold on to this for very long. Well, I say we pass it's our books one real. to the left right effing now. Okay. What? No, we are now passing books. No, because you don't want that Jesse Ventura one. That's why. No, I'm just uh, He's giving it to me. He just wants to make things interesting. Totally. Everybody pass. You do, you do not have to know your book in order to play this game. I'm driving this ship right now. He's taking I, control. I chose my book very carefully, and, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm already not happy. Don't worry. <laughs> Drew appreciates you choosing very carefully. <laughs> That's an awesome book. Like every other woman in my life, not oh. very happy right now. Oh, oh. That's a lie. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Listen, keep it at home, Ponch. The listeners at home don't want to know. <laughs> All right. Oh Let's God, go. Ponch, right. have, have a prompt. First prompt. A hero's catchphrase. Oh, repeat a that. A hero's quick. catchphrase. Hey, you know so we're a bunch of heroes. The people who do the blue show. Yes, the blue show is full of heroes who do improv without a net because we do dirty, filthy improv that you've always wanted to hear. Come in. I got the it. First Saturday of the month. Can see blue, the blue show. Buy your tickets in advance. It almost always sells out. Well, that was smooth. Yeah, I'm, I am smooth. We're good. Yeah. All right. So let us start with Drew. <laughs> Which one of us? Uh, yes, a hero's catchphrase, Drew. Which Drew? You are going to be dead. 
Someday. And then we next quite up we have the Brian. hero, quite the hero, the ennui hero. Mm. Oh God, I I had one, but now I have two. Oh crap. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with my original one. Hero's catchphrase: When the Japs and the Germans cross the county line, <laughs> then I'll be interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really wondering about this hero now. That's way too racist. He's World War II, man. Here. Come on. It's, All right. Uh, the one I found was, what then? Hormones? <laughs> All right. My hero's catchphrase is, I want a clean fight. Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, my hero's catchphrase is, heart attack! <laughs> My hero's catchphrase is supreme excellence, or yes, supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. I'm sorry, yeah, I just, nice. I have this vivid mental image of your hero trying to say that while getting punched in the face <laughs> over and over. <laughs> supreme combat consists of winning the fight without being. Quit it. <laughs> All right, so Matthew, so so being that I am uh, the judge of this, yeah. like you said, in apples to apples, I get to pick. Now, there's not a revolving judge. The, in, in the normal game, there would be, but game show style, man, you're just, you're Trebek. Just take it all. Perfect, perfect. Okay, then the... Uh, <laughs> then then the I win, and... <laughs> the hero's catchphrase I pick is, what then, Hormones? And that's, that's mine. What? How did that happen? Uh, Take his book. <laughs> Punch, you don't get to read anymore. No, no. Uh, All right, what's, who's the runner-up there? Who, who did the runner-up the runner is going to be Scott. Scott. And what, what What was his again? Heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. Heart attack. <laughs> so, right. so when you're saying that, are you trying to make the other person have one? Yes. <laughs> That makes more sense. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, it, well, but it could be like a bluff. Be like, oh, heart attack. And then they're like, oh, no, he's having a heart attack. And then you pull a knife. Oh, see, I, was, I was thinking it was more of like a declaration of his like signature move. <laughs> the heart attack. <laughs> Stab. You Matthew. don't want to have any of right. the heart attack. Matthew, so, let me ask you this. So, Ponch, as, as the judge, you, you don't get to read, man. Just judge. All right, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take, go ahead and take that book away. Uh, Matthew, let me ask you this. In the, in the real game, yes. um, you could really kind of refine this down to not only giving them something to look for, but you could whittle it down, like turn to page 47. So no, this, is why, this is why I created the game was to get away from that. Okay. Right, because uh, originally I had it where you like rolled dice and you had to like turn to a particular page, and I ended up giving up on that just because like I wanted to give people more freedom. I mean, they, uh, there might be nothing really good on page forty-two, but there might be something amazing on page forty-five. So, okay. page forty-two is just a picture. That's exactly that would be terrible. That'd be terrible. Plus, I've had then, wouldn't that just sort of be part of the game? Like, if you turn to page forty-two and there just happens to be a picture, you're like. Well, I just happen to have a picture on page 42. Here's my answer. Punch, dude, we're out of playtesting, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Game, game's done, brother. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm just trying to get to but, the insight no, no, how this thing was developed. The, the, nice, the, nice part is, uh, the nice part is that I, I, like, one of the things I strongly encourage people to do is to play this game exactly as they want to. You know, uh, In the home game, it comes with a sand timer, uh, and you start the sand timer after the first person has like said, I got it. The sands of the hourglass. The sands of the hourglass. Yeah. Um, and I know people who just start it right away. Some people like don't like to pick between the two prompts, and there's a red side and a black side, and they just say, "Tonight we're playing all the red side. No choices allowed." And like, sure. it's uh, it, you know, basically it's, it's play it how you like. So you know, cool. if you if you wanted to for that added challenge, impose a page number on people, I'd say do it, but just not tonight. Cool, cool. All right. <laughs> just not tonight. All right. Well, why don't we impose a new prompt on everybody? And the next prompt is going to be. The name of a popular new indie band. The name of a popular new indie band. Well, you know who's who's popular? People who do comedy. And you can learn to do comedy by taking one of our improv classes. An improv 101, 201, 301, and beyond. Yes, 
If you can do comedy, you'll be popular. Check out our website, SeattleComedyGroup.com, to find out more information about all our classes. Learn how to do comedy. Be popular. Make people laugh. Live the dream life. All right. Thank you for that, Daryl. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. Uh, do we have some answers ready to go? Here we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, let's start with Matthew this time. Okay. The name of my my popular it, new indie popular band. new indie band is Sons of Prominent Minnesota Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've liked all their albums. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, that was pretty good. Uh, mine is uh, run that by me again. <laughs> That would be uh, the name of a popular new indie band, Scott. (laughs) No, run that by me again. Coincidentally, also the name of the first album from Sons of Prominent Minnesota Democrats. (laughs) Danielle. Uh, Mine is Burn Your Baggage. Ooh, Burn Your Baggage. Mm. They sound gritty. (laughs) So I just got their 7-inch on vinyl. They're called Now What? Ooh, I bet that was painful. Graham. Johnny got me pregnant again. Oh, dude! I heard they're coming well to the played. Key Arena in September. <laughs> they're already sold out. I mean, oh. I'm already over them. They sort of sold out. They're in a car commercial now. Uh, right. Danielle, would you tell me yours one more time? Burn your baggage, Ponch. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. All right, Ponch. Who Boy, we this got? This is tough. This is tough. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Graham. Sounds a little more indie band. Oh, yeah, Graham's yeah. gets the two points. And who's the? Uh, there's no leader in the clubhouse right now. There, there, there isn't. There's a two-way tie. Yeah, between you one. and Graham, but you're not going to give any points. Somehow the, the host awarded himself points in the first round. Yeah. And give myself a bonus point for being so <laughs> You guys, I think we might have to mutiny against Ponch okay. hosting the show. Ponch, he was the runner-up that round. This is great. I love this game. Hey, Scott, uh, so you're the coach of the... Uh, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was what? the runner-up? Who was the runner-up that round? Wait, Who gets one point? runner-up? I thought it was just a winner. Grant won that point. He won two points. The runner-up gets one point. I apologize. I, I missed that part of the instruction. Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, this is Poncho's first night as host. It's also the first time we've ever used these rules, so I don't blame Poncho entirely. So we'll, go, we'll go with uh, Danielle as the runner-up. Thank you. There you go. Good. Nice job, Danielle. All right. Thank so Danielle you. and Scott are tied for second place. <laughs> and Woo-hoo. first place is Graham because I've taken Ponch out of the entire running Thank just you. to make it clean and clear. That makes it easier on me somehow. <laughs> uh, so I, the, the question I have, since we're playing these games, Scott, do you use any sort of gameplay to kind of bring your team together um, uh, as the Seattle Majestics go along in their season? Uh, actually, I, I actually liken uh, a football game, a coaching a football game, to playing chess. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, back and forth uh, movement of players and, and plays and schemes and things that coaches try to do in game to uh, make adjustments to what the other team is doing, and uh, and so for the easiest thing is to think of it as game theory in that in that manner uh, from a coaching perspective is. What move are they going to do? How do I counter that? How do I counter the next move that I think they're going to play? Uh, and that's the easiest way to, to kind of summarize it. Right. Have you thought about comparing it to this game and say, you know, I want you to think about what which of their players looks like the lead singer of an indie band? <laughs> <laughs> no, but now that you mention it, uh, I'm going to try that next year. But like, uh, so, so building camaraderie, you know, in your team is really important, right? You got to have them all sort of in that same mindset, right, of winning, which is what you're here, you know, there to do, sure. right? So, what are the, what would be some of the things you do to to bring them into that? Uh, I, I I really think you you get to a point where, as a coach, uh, going into a game, even before they uh, st- uh, step onto the field, uh, you try to think of really four or five things that they can focus on throughout the game. These are these are concentration points for them, um, things to think about, not necessarily game-related, but team-related, player-related, individual-related, uh, that are things that kind of remind them about what the game's about, what they need to do from an individual perspective, what the team needs to do mm-hmm. from a group perspective, 
Uh, and those are just things I go through each game. I'll, I'll usually write four or five things down on there that these are key focus points for the team, for individuals. Uh, I mean, it could be something as simple as just go out and have fun. You know, don't take the game so seriously. Uh, it could be something as simple as that just to kind of loosen them up a little bit. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's give him some more prompts so we can find out how much of bring your own book he can bring to coaching football. Yeah, yeah. So I think a great prompt that you may want to you know bring into the locker room is something you could hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say, right? And then they could take that out onto the field and chant it right against the other team. You know, I just want somebody has a book by one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's friends on the table right now, so. Uh, that person might actually find an actual from Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but other than that, I'd like to say, you know, if you're thinking, I would really like some Arnold Schwarzenegger humor in my life, you might want to check out one of our stand-up shows. Sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't consider himself a stand-up comedian, but we all think he's pretty funny. So come on, check out things like our open mic. For the super secret stand-up show, which is the first Friday of every month. Hey, I hope some people have figured out props here. Because this has been a minute-ish in my head. Because right. I'm counting. Sort of. All right, are you guys ready? This is something you could hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say. Schwarzenegger, I guess is how you would pronounce it properly. Uh, let's start with Scott. Uh, I chose... Get your head out of the clouds. <laughs> Danielle. I have, there's a disturbance in the camp. <laughs> it's really just who can do the best Schwarzenegger voice. Exactly. This is really exactly. all it is. Yeah. Drew. They might be small, but they'll still do the job. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's Americanized Arnold Schwarzenegger. American Schwarzenegger. That was more Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> twins. Twins. Speaking of twins, Graham, take it away. All right. Maybe that'll teach you not to fiddle with my girl. I was about to start it, and it was going to be terrible. Here we go. I can vote for a communist if I want to. <laughs> that was Russian Schwarzenegger. That was uh, Schwarzenegger in Red Heat. Oh. <laughs> Good reference. Beautiful. Uh, I think we're going to go with the uh, the winner of that one is going to be Matthew. Matthew, who can Matthew. vote for a communist and, and if he our, wants our to. runner-up is going to go to Scott. Oh, Scott. That brings us to a three-way tie between Matthew, Scott, and Graham with two points each. How about, since we've gone through, let's rotate those books one more time. All right, here we go. Hey and while we're rotating those books, let me tell you that you should check out our green show. Yes, Washington State is one of the few states where the green is legal. And we've got a show where our performers show up to the stage in high spirit and provide you with totally hilarious comedy for THC. Hey, we're back. Thanks for All right, the books have been moved. The books right. have been moved. All right. So let's get another prompt. Another prompt. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's just, uh, 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 wait, my book just has pictures. You just you just turned to the pictures. That's is not that the Jesse Ventura? Page forty three only has pictures. What's my problem here? I don't like playing this game this way. All right, this one sounds great. A euphemism for going to bed, and you can you can take that and whatever. Color oh, I'm going to change the background sound for this one. A euphemism for going to bed. You know. On Sundays, you might find yourself wanting to sleep in. Don't do it. We got a Sunday matinee at 2.30 you're going to want to be at. Because, hey, you can't get day drunk if you don't got a bar. And we got a bar that's open at 2.30 on Sunday for our matinee. So, let's find out more about that prompt. Which is a euphemism for going to bed. Daryl... Are you familiar with the fact that everybody who just heard that is going to imagine you saying that in a leopard print banana hammock? 
Who says I'm not wearing one? I'm not saying that you aren't. I'm saying you put it in everybody's mind. And, you know, I mean... You know, that's actually more clothes than we're allowed to wear here at the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. don't fair. let them all in on the secret. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's start with Danielle, a euphemism for going to bed. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to kind of wing it here because I didn't really find one. But um, I'm going to go with thumbing the thin slip of paper in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism, all right, but yeah. for something else. <laughs> Drew, you're up. The control of a large force is the same principle as the control of a few men. It is merely a question of dividing up their numbers. Total euphemism for going to bed right there. Yes, yes. <laughs> the control of a large force. Disappearing into the darkness. <laughs> oh. oh. Matthew. Buckled on my spurs and rode to Wichita to the bank. <laughs> it's past tense. This was, I went to bed earlier. Well, I didn't really go to bed. I just buckled on my spurs and rode to Wichita to the bank. <laughs> and Scott. Saying it's theater is not the same thing as saying it's fake. <laughs> uh, okay, I think... I don't know. We, we have a winner with... Uh, we're going to go with Graham on that one. I'm going to go with Graham on that one. Graham pulls uh, into the lead, and who's the runner-up? Uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, Matthew on that one. Oh, all right, Matthew. Everybody's going to be saying it. Hey, Everybody you know, will say that. You know, what, you know what I'd like to hear from now on when we're getting the points? When you grab the winner again, I want the person to repeat their sentence again so that, that we can remind you. That'd be great. Let's do that. All, all right, that. let's get another prompt. All right. Uh, another prompt to continue this game is going to be the moment in a mystery novel when an important clue is found. The moment in a mystery novel when an important clue is found. The moment in a mystery novel when an important clue is found. You know... Mystery novels are a type of story, but there are all sorts of stories. But we have a show where there's just one improviser who has to play every character in a story that they have just learned about. They'll have 30 seconds to figure it out. The whole synopsis of the story, movie, play, and then they'll have to play all the characters. It's called Cast of One. Find out more at our website, seattlecomedygroup.com. Yes, check out our website, SeattleComedyGroup.com. Matthew, oh. i got to say, this is a really interesting and fun game as we're going along. I think it's something I could potentially want to play if I decided on it. Well, if you wanted to, you could go and download the free print-and-play demo at BringYourOwnBook.com. What is that website? BringYourOwnBook.com. And hey. that's, that's all one word, right? BringYourOwnBook.com. Not hey, BYOB.com. Uh, not BYOB. Although that would take you someplace completely different. Oh, very, very different. Yeah. So you need to remember that it's bringyourownbook.com. I like it's bringyourownbook.com? I think you bring said bringyourownbook.com. Okay. I believe it's bringyourownbook.com. Is it bringyourownbook.com? Or, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, bringyourownbook.com. <laughs> so, it's, so it's hotmail.com? <laughs> <laughs> it's gramshouse.com. Perfect, right. perfect. Love that, Matthew. Thank you for that. All right, so All what right, was the prompt so again? The, the what was prompt the prompt again? The prompt that was given was a moment in a mystery novel when an important clue is found. Uh, let us start with Graham. <clears throat> there was a man beside her who was around the same age and was also wearing shorts, though his were hemmed. Ooh. Oh. Watch out for the man Ooh. in him shorts. Matthew. I wonder where all those goats will go. <laughs> <laughs> Goats leave the clues. Scott. Kill the suit! Kill the suit! They didn't know who he was. Hmm. <laughs> Don't know what to say to that one. Dan Danielle. Most of the test results weren't drug-related at all. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Andrew. Getting hold of the enemy's spies and using them for our own purposes. Hmm. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I really enjoyed Danielle's. Danielle's. Number one. Number, number two. Uh, Graham, would you repeat yours? Yes. He has to find it again. It'll be another 20 seconds. There was a man beside her who was around the same age and was also wearing shorts, though his were hemmed. Yeah, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. Scott, can you hear yours? <laughs> Mine was, kill the suit, kill the suit. They didn't know who he was. All right, we're going to go with Matthew as the runner-up. <laughs> Matthew as the runner-up. I wonder where all those goats will go. Yes. yes. Oh, and yes. Danielle as... And, most, what, and what was yours again, Danielle? Mine was, most of the test results weren't drug-related at all. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's two, two questions. Let's switch those books one more time Switch here. those books one more time. Hey, you know what happens a lot when you're on the Internet? People switch to another, another podcast or something. But if you like what you hear on this podcast, please like us and rate us. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on different places like that. Let us know that you like us so that we can keep making more. All right, has everybody got their books? Scott's <laughs> reading the back of this Larry McMurtry pretty hard. <laughs> can, can we use the back as as one of the phrases, or does it have to be within the Now, book? these are my rules what, because what? I'm leading this game, so I would say yes, the whole book is in play. Okay, thank you. Right? Yeah, do it. Matthew, what got you into game construction, game making? What was the drive behind this? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure the when I realized that I really wanted to be a game designer. Um, it was probably within about like the last 10 years, and I think it was actually when I started playing newer and more interesting games. Uh, a friend of mine uh, named Zach had us over and introduced me to a game called uh, Munchkin, that is, um, it's it's like it's D and D but in card form and way more ridiculous. Okay. And I was like, I didn't know that you could make games like this. And he was like, Ah, eh, here we go. And like all of a sudden, I was playing games from Europe and you know games from places I I hadn't heard of before. I I was raised on like Monopoly and stuff. And I was like, man, if you can make weird, cool experiences like this, I want to do that. You know, you know what I what I'm hearing here. Is that we should do two more rounds of this, and then we should ask this guy a bunch of questions. Oh, is that what you're hearing? That's what I'm oh. hearing. Wait, who's hosting the show tonight? Well, I'm half of the host. Okay, perfect. All right, All right let's go with another prompt. Sorry, just trying to work some questions in there. Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm feeling my way through this. All right, let's get a, uh, a part of a tearful reunion in a romance novel. Now, I know not everybody here has a romance novel tonight. But this prompt is for what? A tearful reunion in a romance novel? A romance novel. Part of a tear part of a tearful Ooh, part. reunion. It's part of a tearful reunion. Because you know, reunions tend to be tearful. Yes. Yeah. Especially with some of the phrases we're about to hear. I'm glad I read that right. As tearful and not terrible. Full of terror. Full of terror. A reunion full of terror. Now, <laughs> that would be Jamie Lee Curtis seeing Michael? Maybe in Halloween? Yeah. yeah. Could, could be. Could be. Or it could be uh, me in uh, my high school reunion, which is coming up in just a few weeks, which is one of the reasons we will not be having a podcast that weekend in September. So anyway... Everybody got a prompt? If you don't, find one. Grab one. Grab one now. Part of a tearful reunion in a romance novel. Novel, sorry. Let's start with uh, Danielle again. <laughs> you always get me when I don't have one. But you know what? I'm going to go with the one I just found you right now. You got it. You got this. Come on. And girl. after this tearful reunion, they looked deeply into each other's eyes and they said, I have to admit, I've felt pretty peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. How you doing? <laughs> Sounds tearful. So, oh my god, I remember so, Friends. So emotional. So emotional. I remember when we used to watch Friends together. Gramsum. This is more of uh, the scene, the stage, where the people are reconciling. 
While the yowling noises of pipes and strings seared through the wind, hot donuts popped out of the road for ten cents each, horrid fish stormed out of the sky. Mm. I can see that setting now. Matthew, go ahead. Okay, imagine a lot of blubbering. Most people would have found it grotesque, but when you're in love, nothing is so abstract or horrible that it can't be thought of as cute. <laughs> Oh, Scott. Uh, we could be here a while with this one, but, uh, right. but it seems fitting. The wind was singing down off the plains cold as ice, and by the time we got to the barn, Molly was about froze. I made her take my sheepskin while I caught the horse and saddled him. We lit the barn lantern, and she held it so I could see what I was doing. Even so, the barn was mostly shadows, and the horse didn't like it. When I got through, I set the lantern down and rubbed her hands to get them warm. You'll probably take pneumonia, I said. (laughs) That's what makes it both tearful and tearful. And we have our winner with Scott. Scott, could you please repeat that? (laughs) The wind was singing down off the plains cold as ice. And by the time we got to the barn, Molly was about froze. I made her take my sheepskin while I caught the horse and saddled him. We lit the barn lantern, and she held it so I could see what I was doing. Even so, the barn was mostly shadows, and the horse didn't like it. When I got through, I set the lantern down and rubbed her hands to get them warm. You'll probably take pneumonia, I said. <laughs> Beautiful. It's still funny. Brings it brings a wonderful tear to my eye. And then our runner-up, uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Matt. Can I hear yours? Or Matthew, can I hear yours one more time? Sure. Most people would have found it grotesque. But when you're in love, nothing is so abstract or horrible that it can't be thought of as cute. I don't know why I like that one, but I'm going to give Matthew the runner-up. Runner-up! All right, here we go into the final round. Final prompt. All right. It's very close. Daryl, can you give me a quick uh, commercial uh, while I look at the prompt? Okay, quick commercial. Actually, let's go with the music. I want to tell you... That on October 10th, we will be having the one-year anniversary of the CSV Seattle After Party Podcast. All five of the current hosts of the CSV Seattle After Party Podcast will be there. We will talk memories of the year. We will make each other laugh. Hopefully, drinks will come out of each other's noses. And I'm hoping that we get at least one picture of that. So we would love to have fans of the podcast October 10th. We're at our one-year anniversary episode. Go Ponch. Did you get out the prop yet? We're good. You've got a thumbs up for me. I believe this one's very fitting. The next prompt to end this game to decide who will be the winner of Matt's Bring Your Own Book, which I'm finding to be a very fun game. Um, let's go with the meaning of life is dot dot dot. Hey, who's who's the person with <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The meaning of life is... You know, when I think about the meaning of life, I often think about being able to outwit an opponent with my words. And I can only do that by learning how to freestyle rap. Funny thing is, here at CSD Seattle, we have Cypher Saturdays. Every Saturday from 3 to 5, you can learn to freestyle rap. And you can learn to be the person in charge of the universe and answer that question. So learning how to freestyle rap at any time. Have a lot of fun. We guarantee you'll be rapping within the first 10 minutes. Contestants, for this final round, does everybody have... Their sentences to the prompt of the meaning of life 
is, and let's start with Matthew. Okay, the meaning of life is to live where it's civilized and you can drink the water without running to the toilet every five minutes. <laughs> Scott. Uh, meaning of life is if a feller has to be lonesome, he's better off being lonesome alone. <laughs> wow, master Captain of the obvious, obvious. you sure are. Yes. Captain Obvious speaks. Danielle. Uh, this is the immortal words of Jesse Ventura. Uh, you sowed your wild oats, and it was generally cons- considered harmless. We packed a lot of fun into those years. Sounds like his meaning of life totally summed up. Drew, let's hear you. So this is my personal meaning of life, is that my child is going to die way better than your honor student. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, uh, resistance is useless, and you can shut up as well. Mm, mm. I'm Maybe we go, should go through those again. Let's so go through those can, one this, more there's time. There's a lot of weight on Matthew. this. All right. The meaning of life is to live where it's civilized, and you can drink the water without running to the toilet every five minutes. Nice. Uh, the meaning of life is if a feller has to be lonesome, he's better off being lonesome alone. <laughs> the meaning of life is you sowed your wild oats, and it was generally considered harmless, and we packed a lot of fun into those years. Drew? My child is going to die way better than your honor student. (laughs) Resistance is useless, and you can shut up as well. And the winner of this final round has to be Scott. Oh, Scott. Larry McMurtry once again. Yes. And and our runner-up is going to be Matthew. Which does a very interesting thing. It ties up Scott and Matthew, both with oh. six points. Oh, please. Face off. Face off. Tiebreaker. Do a tiebreaker. Matthew, Let's do there, a quick tiebreaker. Quick tiebreaker. tiebreaker. Make up some rules book? for a tiebreaker, Ponch. Make up some rules for... Okay, so tiebreaker. Let's call another prompt. You have to go to a, a specific shuffle, page. Punch. So you each have to get a slingshot, <laughs> a couple of rocks. Whoa. The last one standing <laughs> loses. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Since Scott is not the person who made the game, yeah. right. I'm going to say Scott wins. Hey. Hey. What does Scott win tonight? Well, Scott wins. I don't know. He's on the panel. We yeah. don't <laughs> on the panel. You're already a winner, Scott. You're already a winner. Oh, thanks. You don't have to pay guys. for that Guinness tonight, Scott. Yeah, I don't have awesome. to pay for that Guinness. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Actually, since, oh. Scott, since Scott won... I will give Scott a free copy of the game when it comes out. I will get Scott's info, and I will uh, I will just basically give him a free copy uh, from the pre-orders, which you can make right now at bringyourownbook.com. Whoa! That's bringyourownbook.com. Thank you, sir. That was so seamless. Thank this you for playing, guys. I appreciate it. That's all, this this game is a lot of fun. I could see we could be playing this all night, and it'll be like five in the morning, and we're all sitting yeah. here going, "Next prompt," <laughs> and you'd be like, "Give me a different book. I want a different book." <laughs> all right. Well, now, now is we're going to go into the normal just conversation section of the podcast where we have a conversation. Whoever, uh, anybody who has questions for Matthew, feel free to ask. And Ponch is really going to drive the conversation, but anybody can ask. So, Matthew, let me start with this one. Since you just mentioned that Scott gets a free copy uh, when your game comes out, when does your game come out? Ah, uh, that's an exciting question. So uh, I'm, I'm actually new to the world of uh, producing physical copies of games. So I'm in the process of working out with our manufacturer when exactly the game will come out. Okay. We anticipate it will be sometime in October. That's, nice. my, that's my hope. Cool. 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 Uh, is it a local uh, producer for this game? Uh, no. I am, a, I am a terrible person and a capitalist, and it is being printed in China. 
Good for you. Yeah, way yeah. to be a capitalist. Yes, that's right. Good American. Yes, that's me. He no, is a real nice American. Yeah. No, so it's Donald uh, Trump approves. It's oh man. Oh, God. oh goodness. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a terrible thing that happens when you're trying to realize your dream, and that's when you you know discover the core of your character. Um, yeah. And the core of my character is this is you my first run, time, you and I run really for president. I really want this thing to exist, and it. Would cost like four times as much to have it made in America. That, that, so. Matthew, you, you don't need to explain to us uh, your your terrible judgment on where you produce the game. Um, I have to explain it to myself. So, uh, what was it that prompted you to create this game? I mean, what were you doing prior to creating this game? How long did this game take to create? Um, it, it took a while, actually. Uh, the uh, my wife and I had been playing it as like a two-player version where we'd actually done like you and I were talking about where like we would turn to specific pages and we'd play it. Uh, and I, I then I got people together for a play test uh, in the fall of last year. Um, and I was like, okay, guys, pair off. And they played together and they were like, um, we don't feel comfortable judging each other's prompts. And I was like, oh. And they were like, if there was one judge, maybe. Like, if it was like apples to apples. And I was like, okay, fine. So, so what you're saying is, you were perfectly fine being judged by your wife, <laughs> but everybody else found problems with that. Isn't every man? Well, not <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, there's a level of there's a level of familiarity and honesty that you have, you know, in a committed relationship. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, yeah. So we've been working on it for I don't know, probably well, almost a year now. But okay. um, yeah, you, it's in its final version. It's it's ready to go. You said that it went through some game testing. Yeah. And how rigorous was that? Oh, very rigorous. I mean, I, I play tested all the rules a number of times. Once I had the rules down, I play tested people reading the rules to make sure that the rules were understood. Um, play tested the prompts. The, I rewrote all the prompts actually about two months ago. Briefly, what would game testing look like? Uh, game testing is just basically getting people together to play the game. Okay. Um, uh, frustratingly, almost all the problems that, as a game designer, I can see with the game crop up in, like, the first two or three minutes, and then people want to finish the game, and I'm like, I already have everything I need from you, but, like... Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you, you, you finish it out, you watch people play, take notes, go back, refine things, and then call a different group of people. Uh, did you call on, like, friends, family, or were these, like, randomly picked people, like, you would... So it started out with like friends and family, um, and then it evolved a little bit. I like now I'm part of a, a couple of different prototyping groups. It's amazing that like what you can find on like meetup.com, but um, sure. yeah, there there are a number of uh, game design groups in the Seattle area uh, that meet you know weekly, bi-weekly to show off each other's prototypes and get criticisms and stuff. So yeah, uh, first it was friends and family, and I even some of my my good friends from uh, from fact. comedy sports. Cool. <laughs> Drew cool. and I both game tested it. Nice. Hey, hey! Cool. Speaking of that, yes, the improv has a lot of games. How did improv like play into? How does it play into all your game design work? But you know, maybe even specifically this game. <laughs> well, I, I mean, improv does play into, into a lot of my design work, just because, like, I one of the things that one of the things that makes. Like particularly comedy sports work is if the game is understandable, right? I mean, the, the, the ref has to be able to explain it to the audience in a very short amount of time so that the audience gets what's happening up on stage. Mm -hmm. um, and that really informs my game design. If I have a design that I can't explain to someone very quickly, then that needs to be changed or refined. Um, but in this game, actually, particularly, uh, I wanted to make sure that there were a number of performative things. So, like, the one where you have to read it like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wanted to make sure to populate a couple of those because it's fun to find things to take out of context, but it's also fun every now and then to be forced to like sing a country song or you know whisper something or you know sort of like where Cranium brings in the drawing and the clay, right? And yeah, right. So I mean, it can't all just be the the analytical like. But does this sound like it would be in a mystery novel? It, there's got to be a little bit of that. Like, nope, it's time to get goofy. Yeah. Do you find yourself a little jaded to play other games now? <laughs> After I've perfected the yeah, social no. game? Uh, no, man. I I I, I, <laughs> I play I play I play lots of games, and I I, I play lots of games. 
really often. Like I love learning new games, particularly. Um, I'm, I'm terrible in that respect because people are like, "Hey, let's play that game that we played last week." I'm like, "No, I got a whole new one," and they're like, "Ah, no." It's got to be kind of cool to create your own game because, like, as kids, we're always creating our own games, right? As we go along, we make the rules. And then isn't, you know, when we get a little bit older, we start to fall into that structure. So I think it's pretty neat that you took the initiative to go ahead and, like, build something of your own, right? Yeah. Set the rules, and now other people are like, well, you know what, that's kind of fun. Right, it's basically like, like, it's like me forcing my version of Calvin Ball on the rest of the world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I I will admit, it, it is a lot of fun. I mean... It's a lot of fun, but it's also just like a lot of hard work, just playtesting and coming up with uh, revisions of things and trying not to uh, drown in my own hatred of my own work. I mean, it's just like any other creative task, um, yeah. whereby like every version of the game that came out from November through you know March, I hated, and then I was like, okay, no wait. Everybody says this one's good, and I kind of like it. So here we go. So did you sort of have like a constant vision of what it would absolutely look like? I, no, I mean, I, in a way, you can't. Like, you have a you have a, a goal mm-hmm. in mind, but at the end of the day, you just kind of have to be ruthless. Uh, a friend of mine said, "You always have to like focus on the fun, and any part that isn't fun, either you need to dial up the fun or you need to cut it." And like, there is some heartbreak, you know, yeah. when you get to yeah. those parts where you're like, "I'm going to trim this out, but I really loved it, but sure. no one seems to get it." Do you have an example of like some one of your children you had to kill to make this game fun? <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the one of the ones I had to kill early on was I really loved the like the two ten-sided die that you'd roll and it would tell you what page you had to turn to. Uh. Like, there was some fun about that. I liked rolling dice, but everybody was like, "Not nah, too restrictive." And I was like, "No." And they're ten-sided die. They're not even. Like, you know, I'm a nerd. I yeah. got I got a couple of those. Got some fours. Now, have you had? Do you have? Do you have themes of this? So, like, do you have murder mystery themes, or do you have, uh, you know, like sports prompt questions, or something like that that you? That you or funny you should funny, ask. Funny I should ask that yeah. question. <laughs> Let's, talk about question. Let's talk about Let's talk about the future expansion. Scott, Scott is earning his free version of the game. <laughs> I am a capitalist at heart from Bro- China. Brother, you are. <laughs> You are winning all the points tonight. Um, so uh, right now it's just the basic version of the game, um, but we've already started to play test it, like expansion versions that are themed for different audiences. Um, on the website we have one that is all like nerd questions. So it's like if, if you know you go to PAX and are on Xbox Live and you get all those jokes, like that's for you. We also made another one that was for people who read fan fiction. The fan fiction community is like one of my favorite groups, mm-hmm. and they have all these little in jokes and jargon. And they, ha- we've made a whole set of prompts for them as well. We're also working on a sports pack. Um, so eventually, for the retail version, we'd also like Will to the do sports those. pack include women's tackle football. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll. Uh, it'll be the specifically who crossover uh, the, uh, the, the Seattle Majestics. Seattle Majestics. Yeah, the Seattle Majestics. The Seattle Majestics.com, yes, you can find us at these. Matthew, will there be a raunchy version, like perhaps a comedy uh, sports blue show version <laughs> of this game? So probably not, but here's here's the reason why. Uh, I want to explain yeah. myself. So the, the, the prompts themselves are all like basically rated G, right? you know, uh, PG if you mm-hmm. get the like thing that's a mixed drink. It's the content that you bring to it that makes it naughty or not. Right. So, like, I always right. tell people, it doesn't matter, like, what the cards are. If you want to play with your kids and your your family, like, just pick kid and family fair. If you want the raunchy version of the game, I'm, you just go and find the trashiest romance novels you possibly can. <laughs> like a Seattle Majestics player guide. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be wonderful. You know? Excellent. Get somebody bring American Psycho, just go into it. Like, it's, you can get it x-rated if you want. Sweet. Thank How many times you. did you have to step away from this thing to get some clarity? Oh, I mean, I've been steeped in it basically ever since it started. Um, it's there. There really hasn't been a lot of time to to step away. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wish I could. It's like a second job, but um, it's you know it's also a fun job and it's rewarding because a lot of people like enjoy it and, and are enthusiastic about it and want to want to talk about how to uh, like their experience with it and i want to hear that so yeah. you know every time i'm like okay i just gotta put this away and work on something else um 
somebody's like, tell me about the game, and I'll, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Like it's, cool. Cool. it's so my, it's you, my baby. It's you know, it's the kid in the car that you're tired of, but at the same time, they're your kid and you love them. Yeah, yeah. You say it's like a second job. Do you have a first job? I do. Uh, during the day, I'm a video game designer. Um, you just can't get away from the game. That is, that is true. It's um, uh, yeah. The, so I, I used to work for uh, Microsoft uh, ArenaNet. Currently, I work for Disney Interactive. Cool. Um, yeah, and I, I, I really enjoy being a video game designer just because it gives me a chance to work with a lot of different people to make something you know really big. And so this was my attempt to make something kind of really small, uh, a little bit more personal. Um, but yeah, uh, there's game design all throughout my life, basically. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how many how many hours would you spend, and what kind of what kind of hours throughout the day would you spend working on your own game? Um, yeah, so I like a lot, probably probably more than my wife would like. She's probably heard the phrase, "You know what would be an interesting game mechanic?" more times than she'd care to admit. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I like I. It's it's most of the day. Like I'm, you find yourself sitting in the uh, sitting in your den or living room or whatever at three o'clock in the morning, going, "Man, I got to get this done." <laughs> it's I, that that has happened, but also worse is like I you know I use my iPad as my alarm clock, which is terrible because that means in the middle of the night I'm like, "Oh, I just thought of a really good prompt for bring your own book," and like mm. the light goes on, and she's like, "Are you awake?" And I'm like, "Hang on, hang on, I'm you designing." Know, you know, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, I was actually telling a. a co- today that I do that a lot. I have a pad next to my bed. I wake up in the middle of the night and go, ha, I gotta remember to run this play or write it down a certain way. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. You just yeah. write something, jot something down and try to go back to sleep. Oh man, because yeah, there's those things that like once it's part of your life, once once it's in there, you just you think about it even when you're sleeping. So so obviously you spent a lot of time coming up with prompts and you're continuing to do this as you come up with more content. What what are some of your favorites? Like the ones you're like, I am so proud of this prompt. Um, so one of one of my favorites uh, is the one that I, I I nudged Ponch. I was like, do it, do it. Is the uh, the something Arnold Schwarzenegger would say? It's it's one of my all time favorites. I particularly love it when people come up with responses that don't sound like they're from an action movie at all. Um, my one hundred percent favorite is one that uh, my wife came found, which was. Tell me everything you know about the Chicago Symphony. <laughs> like, I want to see that movie with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, um, yeah, like, that's one of my favorites. I, I also really like, um, a line from a passive aggressive note. Um, that one, that one always ends up being fun. Uh, I really like, uh, we came up with one almost like at the last minute before we sent off for printing, which was, um, something that's sarcastic if you replace a name with Captain Obvious. I, I think I saw that one. On oh, that one's really good. Like you can almost do that, just like open to any page and be like, "Here we go, uh, <laughs> Captain Obvious. Can you spare a tie?" Like this is Captain Obvious is such a wonderful thing. Are, so. are there any prompts that you really liked, but you just felt you had to cut from the final? Yeah, so I, I have quite the cutting room floor at home. Um, and I cut some of them because they're duplicates of others or they're too close to each other. Uh, one of the ones I cut was uh, something from the memo field on a check, um, which is really funny to me because several of my friends, when we write each other checks, we always put, you know, like, for sexual services. People or still use those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the ones who are afraid of PayPal. But um, <laughs> Welcome to the digital age, pal. <laughs> I know. Just tap your phones together. It's like the money vanishes. The, uh, but no, the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, mostly it's, they, they get cut because they're too close to something else or, they're they're too convoluted or yeah so how many units will be produced in your first run uh we are going to run 5000 units ooh be 4999 yes. after i'm done after yeah. <laughs> and uh and so far we um uh 2000 of them were spoken for by the people who pledged to our kickstarter uh-huh. um without whom this would not have happened nice. this was, yeah this would have just been a thing that you could download off my website forever and ever, but the people on Kickstarter were like, we want this. So, yeah, yeah they, we, we got like four times our funding amount. It was way more than we thought we were ever going to need, but like, I, I'm, I'm excited. Funny, funny, cause, you know, I seem to remember you saying it would cost you four times as much to get stuff made in the USA. I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> 
four, four times the number of people still means I have to produce four times as many units. I mean, touche. Yeah, it's true, Daryl. Economies of scale come into play at some point, but like, I can show you the math later, buddy. Oh no, I just wanted to poke at you, but you were you were ready for it. Dang. Yeah. No, it's um. Yeah, we're we're gonna do about five thousand copies, which should be great. And then it will also be available online for download? Um, well, okay, so the here's the thing. Like, anybody who wants to buy it, I am 100% happy to sell it to them. But, like, at the same time, be, yes, I, at the same time, I, this is, it's kind of too important at this point. Like, I love this game too much, and the value that it has, I, this is, I'm going to get super sappy. The value it has to society is immense. Uh, I have had, like, school teachers be like, I play this with my kids, and kids who hate to read love to play this game, mm-hmm. and it gets them excited about books, and, and that is super valuable to me. Um, and so, like, in a way, I kind of don't care if I make money. I would like to, but... Uh, also, like we are 100% committed to having the free version that people can download mm-hmm. because I, I I want anybody who wants to play this game to have access to it. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. I don't know how to segue so, from that. Sorry, one. I got serious. You got you got serious. You're like I am changing kids' lives here. <laughs> Uh, falls this over is, the crowd. You know, some people make games and are like, I want to make something silly. You're like, yeah. I am teaching children how to read. <laughs> so, um, Scott, um, Daryl, do you, do you teach your, your players how to read? <laughs> uh, well, a, a bunch of my linemen like to joke that they're just big dumb linemen. They don't know how to read. I see. Uh, I tried to go back read. and listen to our, our episode <laughs> with the Seattle Majestics, and you will hear that several times, actually. I tried to do that in Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. didn't go over very well. Uh, I don't know how to read. Yeah, I don't know how to read. Uh, so really, I just spend my time uh, focusing on the skill positions. <laughs> the, skill the, skill, positions. the skill players, yeah. When does your season start, Scott? Uh, so our season uh, starts, uh, games start in April. Uh, we all, we'll have training camp in, uh, in October, multiple training camps in October, and then... Uh, uh, we usually start out rookie practices in January, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll we'll run practices, full team practices from February, uh, March, and then uh, start games in uh, in April. So we run we run during the springtime, opposite of the NFL and college football. How many games in a season there? Uh, we'll play eight regular season games, and uh, depending upon how many playoff games, we could play as many as twelve total games. Uh, but uh, it, it gets to be a long season with it. With I mean, with, with us starting practice in in January, and then I mean, it could run. The championship game was just played a couple of weeks ago uh, down in Los Angeles in uh, early August, so it can be a can be a seven seven and a half month thing. Wow, it's a long oh, season. Wow. You know, I just had a thought. You know, there's they've they've combined two things between combining chess and boxing into chess boxing. Is there a way we could combine football? And bring your own book into a <laughs> into a bring into your a own. Game. You know, I, I I think Matthew and I are going to have a conversation after we get off the stage here, and we'll uh, we'll try to figure out how to make that happen. What would what would that look like? It's a new business venture that neither of us wants. Every <laughs> every, every down, you get a prompt. Thank you for thrusting that upon us, Daryl. Great. Now, because we can't stop thinking about our jobs, we're like, well, we better do this shit, too. Daryl, you now have to pay Matthew and I for thinking. You have a certain amount of time to... Well, you know, you guys are already up at 3 a.m. I just thought I'd get you guys up at 4 a.m. as well to write some more. Who needs another hour of sleep? (laughs) My wife's going to be, she's going to be like, what are you waking up for? All the props are done. I'm like, something about linebackers. Go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, we are we are reaching an end point to this episode, but there is something we always do at the end of the Seattle uh, CSZ Seattle after party, which is misattributed quotes, which I think should be uh, really fun since everybody has books in front of them at this point. But <laughs> what I'm going to do is I am going to talk about some of our upcoming shows, and so you guys can all come up with uh, some quotes and attribute it, attribute them to the wrong people. All right, so here we go. Starting with our next 
episode of the podcast will be August 22nd, and we will have the improv group Human Propaganda will be here. Four players from the Human Propaganda will be here. August 29th, we will have players from the Seattle Rain soccer team um, onla- online, and we all know how excited everybody got for uh, the World Cup this year, and uh, we'll be able to ask some of the players how that has affected them. As I mentioned earlier, October 10th, we will have the first anniversary episode of the CSE Seattle After Party, and that has all the After Party hosts uh, for that. And October 24th, we'll have members of Ghost Lake Theater show the quiz. Now, everybody, let's hear your misattribute quote. And as we get to go through each person, um, tell us how we can find you online as well, or event-wise, or however you would like to be found. All right, I think we should start with, uh, let's start with Scott tonight. Oh, yeah, let's start with Scott. Scott. I, uh, yeah, I have no misappropriated quote. I told you, actually, uh, that this is a total uh, CSD Seattle party foul. After party foul. <laughs> and who would you attribute that quote to? <laughs> Uh, all right, the CSZ Seattle after party foul applied to <laughs> Scott McCarran. There we go. There was a five yard penalty on that play. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, was like, all right. deer in the headlights with the misappropriated quote there. All right, all right, that's fine. Danielle? Keep your brain going. Yep. Uh, okay, so I've never done misappropriated quotes before, but I'm just going to take a stab at it, and I'm going to read from, from this wonderful book I have from Jesse Ventura. And my quote is, uh, Marijuana was $5 a bag. Back then, drugs were not a business. Uh, and that quote is attributed to uh, the late, great Jerry Falwell. Nice. <laughs> Drew. He said that to me once. My band traveled up from California and played the festival one month before I was planning on moving to Seattle. And that is a quote from uh, President George W. Bush. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I have one. I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Bill was interested. All right. Matthew, this is all you. You know, it's, it's funny that Drew also got a quote from... Our former president, George W. Bush, because that's, I found one well, and I remember well when he said, if I'm hit by a bus tomorrow afternoon, will the painting I did last week be worth a fortune? <laughs> he was a very I, uh, quotable president. I'll, uh, I'll finish off George W.'s quote with, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Beautiful. And I've, I've got a quote here that, uh, always read something that will make you look good if you die in the middle of it. And that was our guest, Matthew Moore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the CSZ Seattle After Party. Please give it up. You have been a wonderful audience. We will see you next week with the Improv Group Human Propaganda. Take care. And remember that website, bringyourunbook.com.